You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Hi there, welcome back to Coaches Connection Podcast. This is episode 54. My name is Anne-Marie Cross, small business marketing and mindset coach. Do you ask the question, how can I grow my coaching practice? What are the secrets that will help me fill my practice? And what marketing should I be doing to attract new clients? You are in the right place. Whether you're just starting up your coaching practice or you've been in business a while, this podcast is devoted to helping you take your results to the next level. I'll teach you the right business and marketing strategies you should have in place to communicate your meaningful message in a powerful way so you can stand out and finally grow a successful, profitable coaching practice. Hey, let's get started. Hi there, welcome back to another show. On today's show and next week's show, I'm going to share 12 ways that you can get motivated and inspired after you have hit a slump. Now I know running your own business, it can be exciting, it can be challenging. However, with the ups and downs of running your business, it can get really exhausting and you can feel deflated and demotivated. And if you're anything like me and often running on overdrive, there are times that you just feel like your batteries are flat and you don't feel like doing much of anything. And I think we can all relate to this, especially when it comes to this time of year. What do you think? So uh, that's what's coming up for you in this word, words of wisdom segment this uh, this podcast. Now, before we get to the words of wisdom, did you know that when you introduce yourself in a network meeting, what you say in your introduction could open up the opportunity for people to want to speak to you and find out more about what you can do and offer them or not. So how are you introducing yourself? Are you getting people following up with you after the formal part of a meeting and asking you for more information and your business card? or not. Now, if you're speaking to one person, so one-on-one, or even a few people, after you introduce yourself, are people saying, oh, I think I need to work with you? Now, if not, then I suggest that you revisit your introduction because with the right information, you could be attracting a lot more interest. And currently, you could be leaving a lot of business and money on the table. And if this is something that you are struggling with, I invite you to come to my one day workshop, which is Network with Confidence. And it's a one day workshop where you and I will spend time together to craft your introduction so that it works for you. Now, also on the day, we'll be covering your presentation skills so that you can become far more confident in your networking and speaking in public when you get up to introduce yourself to people. To to find out more about that day, go to www.networkwithconfidence.com.au. It's a hands-on day. It's on January the 30th, 2015, so next year, and uh, we'll be identifying your core message that's uniquely you and that will attract the attention of your ideal client. We'll be creating your introduction, as I said, that's going to speak directly to your ideal client and wow them so that they want to learn more, how to deliver your introduction with confidence, even if you're speaking in front of a crowd of people that you've never met before. And I know that that can be quite daunting. 
We'll also be mapping out your follow-up strategies so that you can begin to really leverage everyone that you're meeting and you know all of the people that you are newly connecting with. We'll even be reviewing your business card. We've got a special segment there called the business card makeover, uh, just to see how your current business card reflects your signature brand and your message and so much more. So that website again, www.networkwithconfidence.com.au. And here's today's tip of the week. Now, I was with a client during her VIP day recently, and she shared a great tool uh, that she's been using. And I loved it so much that I went out and I bought six of them and use them every single day. So what are they? They are erasable pens. So you may be saying, why on earth are you getting so excited about an erasable pen, Anne-Marie? You know, it doesn't take much to excite me. Well, in all seriousness, you know how I do a lot of writing and then I edit um, those articles and the content that I could create. However, sometimes as I rethink the correction that I've just made on that piece of paper, I'll then go and cross that out. And so rather than have lots of scribbles and crossings out and asterisks and all sorts of different symbols to match up to where I've written the correction on the page, it's all over my entire page. I can just erase the word or words and I can start again. And I love it. And my edited page does not look like such a mess. You know how sometimes you go back and you think, what? What was I thinking? I, I can't match these th you know, things together. So now I can erase my, um, my thinking and I can write down what I do want to put down there and it makes it so much cleaner and easier to go back and update. So whether you are writing a card uh, or for some silly reason and horror or of horrors, you make a mistake, not a problem with this pen. You can erase it and you can never tell that you've previously made a mistake. The eraser removes the ink from the paper without damaging the paper. It really is quite ingenious. In the past, I've had some pens that you could erase, but what it did was it, it removed part of the paper as well. So you were kind of left with scuffle marks on the paper. This does not do this. It removes the ink because of friction. Anyway, that's what the pen says. They come in gray colors and they're made by Pilot and I got them from Officeworks. However, I'm sure that you can get them from any reliable stationery store. So that is my tip for the week erasable pens. So if you've got a tool or a resource or a system that's really working well for you in your coaching practice and you'd like to share it with me so that I can share that with my community of listeners, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP for the details on how you can get in contact with me. Now, if I feature your tool or your resource on an upcoming show, I'll make sure to give you and your business a shout out as well. So you get a bit of exposure on the show with our listeners. So be sure to leave all of your details so that I can include those in the shout out. Today's words of wisdom to help you take your coaching practice to the next level. Do you ever get to the stage in your business where you just can't be bothered doing anything? You start a task which should take you no longer than an hour, yet you're still fluffing around it later or hours later with the completion of that activity nowhere in sight. However, you've managed to clean out your desk drawer, 
with all your paper clips and pens sorted out and neatly stacked. You've rearranged your desk a few times and you've busied yourself with all sorts of things. However, not the task you should be working on. <laughs> now, I know I have. In fact, I've just described to you what can often happen to me when I get stuck on a rut. And this can happen on more occasions than I care to admit. And if you can relate, I'm sure that you and I are not alone. This is something that even the most passionate entrepreneur can find him or herself faced with. So what do you do? Well, I've come up with 12 steps that I've used and actually continue to use when I find myself in a slump. And what these 12 steps have done is they've given me a gentle kick in the you know where to reactivate my motivation and my enthusiasm. And what I've done is I have uh, put each of the steps using the letters of get motivated. So G-E-T-M-O-T-I-V-A-T-E-D, get motivated. So in this week's show, I'll share the first six steps so you can try them out yourself this week. And in next week's show, I will cover the next six. Okay, so step number one starts with the letter G, get specific. Now, according to Life Hacker, the reason that so many of us lose momentum and therefore fail to reach our goals is because the goals that we set ourselves are too broad. For instance, I want to lose weight or I want to get fit or I want to grow my business and the list goes on. Now, each of those three examples that I gave of goals, each of those above goals are just too broad. So you need to get really specific on what it is you do want. And using the same uh, same examples, let me give them to you again, but this time being specific. So really getting specific. I want to lose 10 kilos by such and such a date. I want to be able to run five kilometers by such and such a date. I want to grow my income by $100,000 by such and such a date. So I have written a previous article, which is called Your Best Year Yet. Is it time to commit to your New Year's resolutions? Specificity rules. And uh, I'll put a link to the show notes uh, on that particular article so that you can read through on that. And while you're at it, remember to get specific on each of the action steps that you need to achieve your goals and get it into your schedule and commit to completing these tasks. So very, very important um, for you to be able to achieve those goals and maintain momentum and inspiration to you know continue moving forward to that goal achievement. All right, the second step starts with the letter E. Examine your why. What's the reason behind this goal? Is it to please someone else? You know, if you're doing this to please someone else, you know, only please someone else and you're not really committed to it, the chances are you are going to give up at the very first obstacle. I mean, let's be honest. I know I certainly would if I was trying to do something for someone else and I really did not care much about whether I achieved this or not. If I come up to my first challenge, it's kind of like, oh, 
can't be bothered. So identifying your big why and tapping into the emotion behind this goal is really going to help keep you motivated and focused even when you are faced with challenges. So I have four questions that I want you to write down and these following questions are really going to help you. So the first question is, what's the payoff of you achieving this goal? What's the payoff of you achieving this goal? Second question, what's the cost to you if you don't achieve this goal? What's the cost if you don't achieve this goal? Every single goal that you have has a payoff. So that's the benefits. And every um, goal that you don't achieve has a cost. It's costing you something. So spend some time in thinking about that. The third question is, how will you feel once you achieve this goal? I mean, how exciting is it going to be? How just exhilarating that you've achieved it. So write down all of the positive emotions that you are going to feel once you achieve the goal. Now, the last step is how will you feel if you don't achieve the goal and write down all the negative emotions that uh, you are going to feel if you don't achieve this goal, you know, and by answering those four questions and going through that step, you can really identify the why. Well, I mean, what's so important about you achieving this goal? What are the things are coming up for you around why this is so important for you? Start doing some journaling and just by doing this process is certainly going to really kick up and kickstart your motivation again. So that's the second step. The third step starts with the letter T. Tell someone. You know, there's nothing more motivating than sharing your goal with someone who has your best interest at heart and is there to support you no matter what. So this can be a coach, a mentor, or someone that you know that um, has agreed to being your accountability partner. Now, I have an accountability partner and every week I send her a list of goals, so intentions that I'm going to work on. And then at the end of the week, I send an email to let her know how I've gone. And there's nothing more uh, empowering than knowing that she's aware of what I'm working on and then sending her an email at the end of the week with not complete, not complete against items on the list. That is not going to happen. And I found that there's nothing more rewarding and therefore motivating than being able to send an email with done done, done next to each item. And in fact, it's been so successful for both of us that we started doing this on a daily basis. Talk about motivation on steroids. So I stay focused and get real satisfaction when I can cross things off my list. So why not try it? Uh, go and get yourself an accountability partner or maybe even a reciprocal accountability partner like I have mentioned I was doing with a colleague and let me know how you go. So that was the third step. The fourth step starts with the letter M, minimize distractions. So prior to getting stuck into an action, you need to turn off your email, Twitter, Facebook, set your landline and your smartphone to message bank and address anything else 
that has the potential to become a distraction. And what I'll even do is have some calming music playing in the background to create an atmosphere that kickstarts my creative juices. So this is really helpful, particularly if I'm writing an article or if I'm working on a project that requires my full attention. I have to admit, I am shocking when it comes to easily being distracted. So anything that will help me minimize my distractions so that I can remain focused is really important for me. So a question for you is, what distractions do you need to eliminate? So maybe what you can do is write down the typical distractions that you have. You know, the general ones of social media and all those distractions, they're easy to turn off. Just quit out of the program, minimize them, turn all of the sounds off so that you're not alerted when someone has sent you a message. But there may be some other distractions that you know could typically happen. Write them down on the list, then identify some ways that you can ensure that they don't become a distraction. Sometimes what has happened for clients when they've done this process, if they've realized that they really need to remove themselves out of the office space, because no matter what they do, people are just going to pop their head in. Maybe it's their children. Maybe it's their spouse. Maybe it's just knowing that they're here and they can, you know, in their office and, and, and things can just distract them through being in that environment. Then they've realized I need to go to an environment where I'm on my own, where it's going to be a calming, relaxing environment where I really can concentrate. And that's what they've done. So that is a really good step for you to take to write down all of the distractions and then come up with a strategy on how to eliminate them so that when you do put pen to paper or whatever it is, the project that you're working on, you give it your full undivided attention. Because when you do, you'll find you'll finish that task and that project so much quicker because of the fact that you are concentrating and things are just really, uh, you know, rolling along really, really well. So do that. That's the fourth step. Minimize distractions. The fifth step starts with the letter O, outsource tasks. Now, before you say, I don't have enough money to outsource tasks, there is a great resource called Odesk, O-D-E-S-K.com with various suppliers from all over the world. Very, very cost effective pricing as well. And I've been using Odesk for a long, long time and uh, very successfully with some expert uh, web designers and other support people to, to help me. It's important to stop trying to do everything yourself. It's only going to lead to frustration and overwhelm. And if the tasks that you're working on are tasks that either you struggle with, you dislike, they're administrative in nature. In other words, they don't require your expertise and it's keeping you from working on where you excel, that only you can perform or gets you closer to generating income in your business. Guess what? You need to outsource that task. Let me repeat it again. A task that either you struggle with, you dislike, is administrative in, in nature. So in other words, it doesn't require your expertise. Or it is a task that's keeping you from working on a task where you excel, that only you can perform, that gets you closer to generating income in your business. You need to outsource it. Go and try odesk.com or reach out to your colleagues, your network and ask, do you know someone who can help me with A, B and C, whatever that A, B and C is and get that outsourced? Because I tell you what, you are going to 
um, have an explosion in your motivation and uh, inspiration once you don't have to struggle doing all those tasks that you don't want. So I'm giving you permission to go and outsource tasks. Give yourself permission and take action this week to do that too. Alrighty, that was the fifth step. The sixth step starts with the letter T. And this is a really simple one. Take a break. Take a break from the activity at hand, especially if you've been focusing and working on that task for some time. And doing this can do you the world of good. You know, I'll often have a cup of tea out by the pool if it's summertime or go for a short stroll or read a magazine. You know, that 10 minute or so break can be just what I need to refresh and reinvigorate my mind and it can certainly do that for you too you know it's incredible how even taking a short break um, you know when you can come back it can boost your enthusiasm and get you back on track so that you can complete whatever you're working on efficiently uh, when you get back to that activity so give that a go so there you have it the first six steps to get yourself motivated after you've fallen into a slump let me recap them for you quickly <sighs> Get specific, examine your why, tell someone, minimize distractions, outsource tasks, take a break. And I cannot wait to share the next, next six steps with you in uh, the next week's show. So in the meantime, which of those six steps are you going to do this week? Go ahead and let me know in the comments sections below. Can't wait to hear what you're committing to this week. So before we finish up the show, I have another inspirational message for you. You can never cross the ocean unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. You can never cross the ocean unless you've got the courage to lose sight of the shore. Not sure who wrote that, but uh, gosh, doesn't that make sense? So have you been holding yourself back from taping a step forward in your business because you haven't had the courage you needed to lose sight of something that could have been compared to the shore? Perhaps it is getting out in front of your, your ideal clients, a group of your ideal clients, because you don't feel comfortable or that you are ready yet to do that. You know, public speaking may be something that you're a little bit fearful of. Perhaps it is, you know, um, getting out and putting a proposal to a prospective client who you know could significantly boost the income of, um, yeah, you know, your sales this, this year. So what do you need to do to tell yourself in order to have the courage to take action to get out there and speak. Perhaps you're struggling with ringing an event coordinator and introducing yourself as a potential guest speaker because you're afraid that they're going to say no. So what do you need to tell yourself that will help develop your courage to pick up the phone and ring them? And with the proposal, what's stopping you from putting that proposal together for that prospective client who really can make a significant difference in your business? So what are you hanging on to, which could be considered your sure that you should let go of so that you can step out 
with more courage. So here's to getting that courage that you need in order to let go of the sight of the shore so you can take action this week. Now, if this was an episode that you really enjoyed and that you got value from, I want to encourage you to head on over to iTunes, www.ambitiousentrepreneur.com forward slash ccp itunes and leave a comment and a rating i'd so appreciate this as it really makes a huge difference and helps me get the message out to as many coaches as possible and you can play an incredibly important role by helping me rate commenting and sharing the show with your friends and colleagues Now, do you have a question? Maybe you've been listening to the show for a while, but you've got a burning question that I haven't answered yet or that you really would love to ask me. I would love to answer that in an upcoming show if I can. So head on over to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash ccp connect and over there on that page you will find all of the details that you can connect with me but if you're leaving a message make sure you leave me your name your business name and your question and i certainly look forward to answering your question in an upcoming show but for now we've come to the end of another show i hope you found it helpful what action step are you going to take leave a comment in the comment section below it's always great to hear from you i wish you all the best success Bye for now. This is Anne-Marie.